Have fun plans for the outdoors? Make the memories last with the best outdoor coolers and drinkware. Celebrating 10 years of cool, Orca was founded in 2012, born from the idea of making a hard-sided cooler that beat out all the rest. Orca coolers are built to be as strong as the adventures you take them on. That's why they have a lifetime warranty while giving you world-class maximum temperature retention. Orca's drinkware offers the same high quality, keeping your drinks icy cold or hot for hours, and they look great while doing it. Their stainless steel vacuum-sealed tumblers and martini cup are perfect companions for your next outdoor adventure. Go to orcacoolers.com backslash bourbon for 15% off your order. That's orcacoolers.com backslash bourbon for 15% off. Orca, make it last. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. If you are a store, you're a group, you're a blog, you're a podcast, you're a distillery, whatever it is, you need laser edge glassware at wholesale prices. Reach out to me. I'd be happy to get you in touch with the whole family behind distilleryproducts.com doing amazing things. We use them. You should too at distilleryproducts.com. Hey, y'all. I want to let you know we've teamed up with our friends at pickshop.com. They have an app, the Picks app. It is a new awesome thing that we're, we're moving a lot of our stuff to. We're moving tastings there. We're moving posts there. We're not going to leave Instagram and Facebook and all the other places, but Pix is this really cool thing that we're getting to build with them. We're getting to build how you post. We're getting to build how you go ahead and put in a tasting, and these tastings will match you up to other people and other whiskeys that you are very compatible with based off of what you've put in for your tastings. There's so much stuff. I can't even tell you enough in a minute, but go to pickshop.com, hit the link, get the app, get in there, start tasting, start posting, be a part of the community. We're going to be there. You should be there too. Go to pickshop.com and get the app. Here's an interesting for you, Edward. So I'm sitting here sipping a propel as we taste some whiskey and you're ready to do a show. On the top of the cap here, it says recycle bottle with cap on. Have you ever thrown a bottle in the trash or recycling anywhere without putting the cap back on it? I mean, isn't that what people do? Sometimes, but like, I, it's very rare that I don't put the cap back on. Like, the, this is really making me question things. Like, or maybe do I throw it out with it open and then, like, I also throw the cap in the trash? Like, has that happened? Maybe once or twice, but like, why would they take the time to print it on there? Because again, I think that's the default of what people do, but it's almost like, hey, put the cap back on, or like, it's not going to conform as well to the recycling process or something. Like, I, I mean, you know, I get baffled by some dumb shit, but this is a good one. Yeah, I'm definitely baffled by this, too. Like, I am very curious as to what's going on here. As long as you don't have an answer for once, because normally when I throw out something, you out of left field. Well, you know, it's one time I read something while I was taking a poo one day, and um, I happened to get three paragraphs in, and now I know this and this. I'm like, Jesus Christ, Savant over here just has dumb knowledge flowing everywhere. At least I finally stumped you a little bit. Okay, I figured it out. Man, since the caps are generally made out of high density polythylene and polypropylene, they will float and the plastic bottles will sink, making it easy for the facility to sort the different types of material and recycle them into new items. So the reason they want you to recycle with the cap on is because the cap will float. Well, people, you learn something new every day. And today you got that from Dad's Drinking Bourbon. You're welcome.
Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me, as always, is Zeke Baker. And together, we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. I'm realizing right now I should have just played that off like I didn't Google it. Like I should have just played it off like I knew it. And it really would have messed with you. But no, I Googled it. I'm just quick <laughs> at Googling. Well, if you'd have came out with the same answer that specific, I would have known you were reading it because there's no way you're going like, to remember like those words. But I No, I just would have said it. I read this thing one time. And it's something about the polymers and the plastics and floating some weird way. Like, I'm not really sure, but I read it once. But seriously, like, who would ever thought that? I mean, Christ. It is pretty good. If you're listening to this show, we are releasing two (laughs) shows on Friday. If you've listened to the other show, welcome to the second show. If you haven't listened to the other show, we reviewed Elijah Craig Barrel Proof over on the other show today. Both short shows, you could get them done in a car ride or whatever, but we just wanted to make sure that we got all these reviews out. We have a whole bunch of reviews that we wanted to get to. And today, or this show today, the second show today, we're going to do Remus Repeal Reserve Batch 6. But I do have to ask you, like, anything good going on this weekend, Zeke? Um, Looks like wonderful fall weather. Probably hit a couple of parks here and there, maybe. Uh <laughs> Going to supper a couple of nights, Lachlan Table on Saturday, City House on Sunday, two uh, long-standing Nashville staples that have always been some of my favorite places to eat, so I'm not complaining. That is pretty ballsy, like putting out to the people where you're going to be this weekend, you know, so they can all oh, come shit. find you. Everybody, if you're wondering where Zeke is, if you want him to sign your bottle, go ahead and uh, find him at those two places this weekend. You could also find him walking in the park, which is something I would not expect to hear Zeke Baker say. Like, what you doing? Oh, I might hit up a park, might go for a nice it, little stroll. It's a pretty time of year to go to like Radnor or Percy Priest. And besides, Cheekwood charges money. Cheekwood does charge money, but you could go to those other places for free. <laughs> Damn right. And Kira Rohde. I was going to say one of the best things that I think has happened this week is I've been having a lot of fun on Instagram wearing hats and just like being a goofball. And there is a company in Nashville, just a small plug, right? But it's American Paint Hat. And it's a place where you can actually go and show up and make custom hats. And they are a fan of Dad's Drinking Bourbon. You should check them out on Instagram, American Paint Hat. I am so excited they invited us to go make hats because I've been posting hats all week. Like this is one of the things that I'm probably more excited about than anything in a long time to go make a custom hat. Yeah. If you can't clear your schedule sooner than later, I'm just going to be like, John, go when you can do, but they're a few blocks from me and I got every other weekend free. So let me know. Although I do wonder and kind of worry a little bit. Do they know the circumference of our heads? I don't know. I'm seven and a half. Oof. I'm seven and three quarters, depending on how long my hair is, maybe a little more. I mean, I'm I'm close to a five-gallon bucket over here, man. Oh, man. Like, they put extra fabric on my torso. They put extra fabric on your head. We walk in, they're like, one size fits most. We've never had two people walk in at the same time that weren't most. (laughs) Man, that ego's so big in your head. Of course it's seven and three quarters, right? I'm surprised it's not eight and a half. When I grew my hair out, it was pretty bad. <laughs> when you had that long hair, I mean, I could picture you in one of these hats, like with your hair when it was long, when you, man, you would have been just like hipster heaven. Yeah, no, no, no. It's not a good look for 40. It isn't. But 
We are drinking Remus Reserve Series 6, and Ross and Squibb announced it will release its Remus Repeal Reserve Series 6 straight bourbon whiskey this September. Well, of course, we are getting to it right at the end of September. It is bottled at 100 proof, 50% ABV. It retails for $99.99 per 750 milliliter bottle. It was created by master distiller Ian Sturzman and his team of master distillers and master blenders. Series 6 completely prizes five bourbons aged between eight and 14 years from its 175-year-old Lawrenceburg, Indiana distillery. Made in a signature high-rise style, the medley changes each year, allowing Sturzman and his team to experiment with their various mash bills and aged reserves. Remus Repeal Reserve Series 6 is comprised of 2% 2008 bourbon with 21% rye. So, I mean, this is all MGP, so I'm either going to say 21% rye or 36% rye. So, 2% 2008 bourbon 21% rye 17% 2012 bourbon 36% rye 27% 2012 bourbon 21% rye 29% 2014 bourbon with the low rye and then 25% 2014 bourbon with the high rye that is it that is all the information five different bourbons between eight and 14 years all mgp stuff which is now you know ross and squib it sounds like a accounting firm rather than a distillery but i mean i'm not trying to hate on it i really enjoy what mgp does but never really got behind that whole ross and squib name i know it's supposed to mean something when when you said it i was like huh yeah but it's mgp yeah it threw me off because i knew when they bought luxro and everything that they end up merging into a new name or absorbing or luxro but i swear i've never heard ross and squib in my life only i thought it was like bristol myers squib just from <laughs> pharmacy background like not to throw people off but that's what comes into mind what did you get on this whiskey zeke baker or do you have any questions um i don't think so i was gonna ask about the mash again it's for everybody else it's kind of followed this series it's still mgp they started this out with mets you know, years ago, kept it going. I am still kind of surprised they leave it at 100 proof. That still throws me off a bit, you know, versus just letting to see what it comes out with. Because I feel like all these different ages and mashes that go in there inherently are going to be very different proofs. So then why put them all together and then water it down? I don't know. Splitting hairs. Uh I mean, I'm not 100% sure. I wish I knew. I really do. And I think maybe it has something to do with like the fact that George Remus, and I'm sure it goes back to George Remus somehow, right? Like That makes sense. Because he was around during Prohibition, but I'm going to go to Google here. Hey, it it didn't lead you astray the first time for this episode. Well, so it's 94 proof for the, the cheaper stuff. So I don't know. I don't think there's a really good reason why it's 100 proof. I couldn't tell you, you know, like, you know, it's meant to commemorate the repeal of Prohibition in 1933 and honor one of the oldest distilleries in the U.S., but I can't tell you exactly why it's 100 proof. It's a great question. Anyways, what do you think about it? Coming in on this one, I get a lot of char up front. Depending on how you're listening to the two shows from today, there are some similarities to this and the Elijah Craig we had earlier in the terms of the oak and the way it's presented. They're both pretty heavier forward to me, but I think this has a much more char aspect to it as opposed to Elijah Craig. Uh, It leads to some drying at the back. It has a, a very, very strong like rye spice to me, which coupled with that char in the mid palate it really just kind of um like gums up on you i think the drying on the back end almost like keeps everything just sitting on the mid 
and it ends up getting pretty vis- viscous to me. And, and the heat just kind of ramps up as it sits there. And I definitely felt like as opposed to having a finish, you know, like in the back of the tongue or the palate or whatever, it just sits there in the middle and just hovers. Cause as soon as it tries to go to the back, it's so drying, your mouth starts salivating and you, and you just pucker everything up and it just sits right there in the middle and hangs. The rye kind of builds, it's a little warmer. It's got a neat feel to it, but more kind of char, salt, and spice than I really, you know, jump into. I understand that, but I don't think it's a lot, you know, and again, not trying to give something away from the ECBP show, but that one just had so much spice, like so much rye tingle that I don't get as much of that on this. The nose, I know you haven't been nosing much lately, but like the nose on this is straight potpourri. It's like one of those things, like when your mom used to cook potpourri on the stove. Remember, did your mom ever do that? No, I bought it at the store. But Angie never like bought potpourri at the store and then went and cooked it on the stove. Mama didn't cook nothing but a grilled cheese or roast beef in a crock pot. Well, there was potpourri. You'd buy it from the store and then you'd put it in the stove with some water. And that's what would get it like. And then you'd boil it. And that's what would get the house smelling good. That's what this reminds me of 110%. I don't ever remember seeing that. I mean, people had potpourri, but it's always just like sitting out. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I understand what you're saying as far as like unlocking and opening the aromas and how the heat would do that, but I don't remember ever seeing it. Weird. Oh, we absolutely had it. But like just potpourri on the nose, hard. The taste, yeah, some of that drying oak or some of that, you know, oak is there, but it's not too dry for me i still think there's enough notes like the mouth feel was definitely silky and i did get fruits a little bit of vanilla a little bit of toffee but yeah there's charred oak and some leather in there too but it's not anything like i think the thing about that elijah craig is that it was so just severe it was so extreme where this is like hey it's a little dry oak but like it's low-key dry oak like and you can still taste some of the other stuff that other pour was so just extreme i couldn't even get any of the other notes i can at least get all of the other notes on this one along with the drying oak characteristic i'm not getting anything past the mid it, it really it just sits on the dead center of my tongue and just gums up it gets thicker that kind of char salt comes in and again it it just gets more viscous as i taste it and then ultimately the the, you know the rye spice is is what kind of rises to the top so to speak and and becomes the the more noticeable and lasting flavor that just sits there and again honestly right in the middle of my tongue it's unique for sure in that essence for me it is absolutely like just the finish is all toffee that toffee taste just it's almost like you know a reason candy or a werther's candy just like sticks around and this one goes down to the back of my throat like there's a lot of good stuff here i enjoy it i mean it's not i definitely would love a little bit of a sweeter oak but i mean i think this is definitely worth it i i always kind of feel like the remus they're always putting out good stuff i know that there are going to be a lot of people that really like this profile it's not overly dry it's just like it's low-key dry it's like 25 percent dry to me yeah in the past i mean i've been big on them although random since they did do the merger and all the other you know stuff in the past year or so is this the first one the new guys done or did he do last year's i don't know i feel like within the past year they brought on our, our name to the new master distiller right or am i dreaming that you know with COVID, it's really hard to put time into perspective for the past three years i feel like i can't remember it at all seriously i wish i could no, fair enough i don't know as as far as for me in the um 
the umbrella of products coming out of Ross and Squib, you know what I still love the most. Oh, I just got one. I got another one. I, I'm sorry. You're lucky to sit in the Mike and Danny episode, or you just got called a I this syllable word with an f bomb. I have one and a half right now left <laughs> of, and of course he's talking about Lux Road Twelve. Yeah, that thing's great. If you're in Barstown, they're open. It's not cheap. I know it's not. John and I are really cost conscious about ever recommending something that's expensive that's worth it. Christ, those things are good. They are. They are really, the, really the, good. The Lux Road 12 year, it's, it's two barrels blended together. And even though they should be more nuanced, just being two barrels blended, they're really consistent and really damn good. Yeah, they are. I mean, I think for you, you're probably going to say this is a bar. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. No, again, whenever some of that, you know, saltiness off the the char and the barrel kick in, it just kind of gets me in a in an awkward spot. I don't know. It, if you've listened to us by now, I've I've been on a soapbox on that for a while. And I, I get not everyone picks it up. It's just my jam. So if I'm throwing you off, I apologize. Typically, I'm on Zeke's side where I would feel the same way and you know, that drying stuff is there and I kind of go away. But for this one, I get enough other flavor that I think you I, and there's so many people out there I know that are just going to like this profile. So, like, I'm not going to tell you not to get it. I think it's worth picking up a bottle. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. I think if you like sweet oak like we do, just know this one's a little dry. That, that's all you got to know. Anyways, we thank the good folks over there for sending us a bottle to review. We always appreciate it. You can find us on Facebook at Dad Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad Drinking Bourbon. Please leave us an open and honest review just like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Before that, I'll say I'm going to save the other half of this and I'll try it later with a uh, different fresh palette and we'll see what happens. If I need to you know, correct myself, I will. Otherwise, uh, we're here in uh, good old Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, I'll be out and about Saturday and Sunday. Cheers. Ciao. We'll see you in the park. <laughs>